The views and opinions expressed by the guests on this podcast are that of their own. In no way, shape, or form do they reflect the official policy or position of the Bottom Dwellers Dive Shack. You've descended into the Bottom Dwellers Dive Shack. A commercial diving podcast by working divers for divers. This episode is brought to you by Joint Zone Equipment. They offer hydraulic power packs, underwater hydraulic tools, and their revolutionary underwater lift bags. Their underwater lift bags have raised the manufacturing standards across the industry. No glue is used in the manufacturing process, and all the seams and attachment points are radio frequency welded using a material that provides a higher puncture resistance and a lighter weight. So make your next joint zone purchase from one of the stocking distributors such as Rental Tools Online or Amron International. JointZoneEquipment.com. Leading from below. All right, guys. Another uh, episode of the Bond Dollars Dive Shack after uh, what? All right, fine. I I mean, it's been a couple weeks. It's been so. seven minutes. Oh, yeah. you're talking right. about yeah, yeah. This is episode no. I'm just 55, saying it's been a couple weeks in general. Called the nonsense episode. Yeah, but uh, no, we got some stuff to cover. You know, obviously we we uh, like what. Well, I'm just don't saying. Don't you dare talk you know, about. I've got, I've got some stuff to cover. Right no, I don't want to hear it. No. Well, we're gonna get to that later. We've already covered it. We're gonna get to that later. That I, 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 it happened. Kind of what we said was gonna happen. We, we, you know, we helped get the ball rolling, and the media's got a hold of it, and they're doing their thing. So there's really not a whole lot more, more to say or for us to do. To tell you the truth, you know, we did catch up with Phil Newsom and you know asked him a couple questions, but it's kind of already answers that we already knew. You know, it wasn't a wasn't anything groundbreaking or earth-shattering when you talked to him, huh, Johnny? Right, but it's nice to hear from the head of ADCI that, you know, gives you some uh, clarity and stuff like that. I mean, I don't know. We've, 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 beat, we've beat this horse so much. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's something that's important, you know. And, multiple uh, times. And and it'll be continued to covered and just like we said, you know, more is going to come to light down the road. So uh, we've kind of done our part on that. So I am drinking a Guinness Nitro Cold Brew coffee. Have you heard of that? Oh man, did you come into some money or something? So it's a Guinness with coffee and a natural not- coffee flavors. <sighs> It's very, very delightful. It's that's a fancy. That's why it I tastes asked, like Guinness, but it's got like the aftertaste money. of coffee. Well, I did get my tax refund, but this Guinness is no more than your regular Guinness. I'm drinking the Trailer Park Special. There you go, Freddie. Paps Blue. He's got the nice. We got our uh, audio engineer Freddie chiming in with the PBR. Got all nice, perfect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but yeah, this mm-hmm. Guinness is good. Yeah, I mean, I it's, it tastes like a Guinness Miller but, Light. Miller Lite, you got the Miller Lite, nice. Yeah, that's all. That's all you need. I want to talk about my Guinness. It's got a delightful coffee aftertaste. Oh. 
Want me to look up some facts about the Guinness while you're drinking it? No, it's okay. But uh, <clears throat> no, it's it's pretty good. So there's a lot of talk it's about good. you know wages and jobs and stuff like that, you know. But sometimes you got to take what you can get. Um, I did pass a picture around on Instagram. I don't know if you remember that one, Johnny. Three weeks ago, I put a picture out, you know, that said, uh, how many, how many, uh, violations can you find on this picture? And it was a dude in a cramped dive boat. It was obviously his company with two other divers and an AGA. I do. Yeah. Man, I do recall. that was crazy. I'm pretty sure I've seen cool. that in the port every now and then. Yeah. You know, and, uh, I'd be a liar if I didn't yeah. say that I, you know, that I haven't dove for, you know, small outfits, you know, kind of like that. But, uh, it's one of those things where I kind of wanted to touch on, you know, what to do if you find yourself on a job like that, you know, one of those things where you haven't worked for maybe a couple of weeks and you're kind of, you got to pay that rent bill. You got to pay that phone bill and you got to take something and don't know anything about the company, you know? So how do you protect yourself type of thing? Right. Be a man so, drowned. <laughs> no, I, I mean, you just got to know what you're getting into. You know, uh, unfortunately, a lot of the uh, younger guys, they just don't know what they're getting into, you know, and hopefully they'll listen to us and then they can, you know, get a couple pointers and a couple tips here and there. But, you know, first and foremost, that picture that I shared, it had a had one of those wheelbarrow compressors. Now, I've dove on those wheelbarrow compressors before and I've done a ton of jobs on those things before. Every single one of those compressors had a snorkel on it and then it had the filter element at the end of the snorkel. The one of the picture did not. Mm -hmm. So what do you think is going to happen in the boat wells right there? All that exhaust is going to go right into the intake, you know? So uh, that's something that you might want to bring up to the owner. Say, hey, put a snorkel on that thing. Get that exhaust away from the intake, you know, quick and easy fix. And if he doesn't want to do it and spend the extra three, four bucks, then, you know, might be time to go find another job, you know? So, uh you're you're going to do sketchy stuff in your career at some point, but knowing how to get out of it, that's important. Knowing your escape routes, that's important. You know, knowing uh, your backups, make sure that you've got your bailout and you're wearing it and you've got it fully, you know, charged. That's huge too. So especially if you don't trust the crew topside, if you don't trust the crew topside, make sure you got your watch on and you got your uh, bailout full. So you, you've always got a, a way to get to the surface. One of the other things too, Johnny, mm-hmm. that uh, I was kind of, kind of, I wouldn't say shocked to hear, but it was, it's kind of a shame. They're they're not teaching these kids how to ditch their hat. I think we beat that one to death too. But you know, that's another skill. Yeah. That if you don't know how to do, you kind of need to know how to do that. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean that was that was a big. Uh, it was like a big rites of passage over there at the College of Oceaneering at. A certain point. I mean, some of us got a little cocky and started doing it when we were in the ocean, but we had a nice, safe environment. Uh, we did it in some tanks, and you know, I did ditch it, hold it there. I think we counted to five seconds, put it back on the head, free flow, and you had to do it three times to pass that little uh, revolution. I thought it was fun. Everybody had fun. There was not one person who couldn't do it. I don't know why they're not right. teaching it. I didn't think it was fun, but I did it, you know. But uh 
it's 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 like an advanced uh clearing your scuba mask. Yeah, you no, know? that's that's true. You know, clear your mask that's and put stupid. your rag back in. You flip your flip your go- flip your googles up. Yeah. Eh, I don't mm-hmm. know. They do whatever no, they want. But to I, do I, I mean, to tell you the truth, it's an important skill to know how to get out of your gear. Um, yeah, because you might find yourself in a hairy situation where you're tied up somewhere. Maybe your umbilical is caught up in a prop and it's, you know, it's pinching off your air. It's dragging it closer. You got to ditch your hat and get out of there. If you don't know how to do it and the steps you need to take, then you're kind of screwed. So if you have to go on bailout, you're going to, you know, take off your straps. You're going to get your harness pretty much almost off. Then you're going to undo your, uh, your snap shackle, your, and then take your hat off, and then you're free and clear to the surface. So you're going to take your, you know, breath of air, and you're going to exhale all the way up, just like they teach you when you're scuba diving. You know, you're not going to inhale and up. then hold that breath. And, you know, while you're going up, mm-hmm. you're going to exhale all the way up. You know, so um, you're going to find yourself in a hairy situation, so you have to go over that, at least uh, mentally, you know, as you're diving. Uh, every time I take a dive, it doesn't matter how simple it is. I'm always a what if guy, you know, what if this happens? What if that happens? What am I going to do if this happens type of thing? And I, I've always got an escape plan and always thinking about, you know, the next step that I'm going to take. So that's how you have to approach, you know, every single job that you do. Gotta have that escape plan. Yeah. You know? So you if you guys don't know how to ditch your hat and, and ditch your gear, yeah. you know, see if you can have the, you know, practice it, you know, practice it in the dry first, see how fast you can it's do little it. little things. Get yeah, in the pool, first, do it in the pool. Yeah. Out of errors. Do they still do out of error, right? Yeah, they, they still do out of error. still? Yeah. And that's one of the, uh, now a- see, ADC, go. they've I got mean, like a, a several sheets for like your safety drills that you're supposed to be doing every so often. And, uh, that's one of the the drills. I don't know. I got to double check that. I don't know if the uh, ditching your hats part of the the safety drills. I don't think it is. I think it's a air airline change. I think it's a changing out an umbilical underwater. So, yeah. Oh, Freddie's got a question. I have a question. So, I mean, I've I've learned a lot uh, about the diving world, but um, like how. How much time do you have in that instance, like minutes or seconds? Like, is it so fast that you need to know how to... In what instance are you referring? Well, if you have to ditch all your gear, if you have to ditch your... uh... Oh, I don't, you know, I don't even know. That's never happened to me before. (laughs) (laughs) I'm guessing time is of the essence. Right, right. So like if in in Armando's scenario of being chopped to bits, I'm guessing yeah, the fastest, like, the faster, the better. You know. Well, you've got a bailout, so if you lose air, you're you're going to your bailout. No, he's not talking about that. He's talking about getting all of it off because of your scenario, for some reason, the prop is sucking you up there. And uh, well, even if the props turned off, go. it could still turn because of the current. And I'm relating a situation that actually did happen some odd years right. back, you know. Yeah, so is it to you, no, are you traumatized? No. Would you like to discuss this? Is a safe space? <laughs> no, it wasn't to me. No, it was another uh, 
another diver that didn't oh. ditch his gear and ended up losing his life. You know, so he uh Oh, way to bring yeah, it's, it up. It just yeah, no. But this it's whole, just one of those things where it's like you've got a finite amount of air in now. your bailout. No, no, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm just saying, though, it, it's it's part of the what's point the, we're trying to make here. What's the time, though, on what's the time on the uh, bailout? Just for like if the average. Oh, it all depends. To... You're supposed to have five minutes of air wherever you're working. That's kind of like the minimum. Five there. minutes or so is five then... minutes of air. Yeah. Yeah. So five minutes of air. So when you lose air, you've got five minutes to to make a decision. Do what you need to do. Um, you're you're going to surface as soon as you lose main air. You're not, you know, screwing around. So your dive's aborted. You're going to surface. That's They're starting cool. to haul you back, and then they figure out, you know, if it's on their end, they figure out what's going on with the loss of air. Either way, you're on bailout. Dive's aborted, and uh, yeah, you know, no matter what, you're, you're going yeah, to surface. Dive's aborted, no matter what. If you can't make it to surface because of something like, you know, your umbilical is tangled or something happens. If you can't make it to surface, you're going to have to ditch your gear. If you're on bailout and you can't make the surface, you're going to have to ditch your gear. So you're already breathing heavy. You're already breathing hard. So, you know, that five minutes is not going to last very long. It all depends on the depth right. too. We still have safe. We have standbys that also can come and get us, if need be. You know, right. And then now it's a good practice. It I know we're doing it at the port, but uh, it's definitely a good practice to have a pressure gauge on your bailout too. That way you can see how much air you've got in your bailout, how much air you've got left. Um, if you don't have a pressure gauge on your bailout, then yeah. uh, you're kind of you're you're guessing until your hat get gets one. tight. Then you're out of air. No, you know, so definitely get one. If you don't have one, oh, get one. Oh, yeah. Now, Freddie, when you come, we'll just put you in a hat on bailout and then just turn off the bailout so you can feel the squeeze of you not being able like to breathe. Is it like a lung squeeze or is it like a full body squeeze? No, like inside the hat, it just gets tighter and tighter That's and then so you have yeah, no air to breathe. I can't even imagine it. Even yeah, it's like you're sucking. Then you have the, the kids hat. in school. When we do yeah. that, they start to panic, and they start hitting, and they know what to do. But that feeling, you know, that feeling, you just—we know a few people who kind of panic when stuff like that really happens. Scary situation. But it's something that you guys have been trained for, right? That to have that feeling, like yeah, oh. you train, you train, you train, yeah. And then we, even when you're on job sites, I mean. I'm guessing we train still. I mean, back in the day, we used to just shut each other's air off to shut each, just to keep you on your toes, you know. Get, the, get out of here! Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> well, because I mean, you're on at the bottle, off at the hat, and you start feeling that squeeze. All you say is, "I'm going on bailout," and then they, you know, that's it. Should be fine. You're uh, muted, Armando. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes I have to mute myself because my thoughts are so loud, you know, they might come through on the microphone. Same, baby. That's, I told you. That's what I think about your uh, shutting the airs off and all that. Oh, yeah, we used to do it all the time. All the time. 
Is that some sort of hazing ritual that you guys? No, do? it's not hazing. It, no, it's just. I mean, it, it yeah. keeps you on your toes, quite literally. See, and major. that's the thing too is that a lot of these I mean, practices not, that used to be done, they're not done anymore. Now, some of the stuff I, you know, I don't agree with, but you know, don't agree with other stuff. I do. It's almost like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there needs to be an overhaul in training. That's for darn sure. So hopefully if anything comes out of this whole thing, it's a overhaul of the training system. And, uh, tell you what, man, uh, they want to do the whole divers union thing. They, they better start with, uh, unionizing the dive instructors. You know, if you get those guys unionized first, then, uh, it might make for better wages for the instructors, which are the ones that are teaching the new divers. So that's just my two cents on that whole mm-hmm. thing, you know? So, uh, I, I, I think that's a problem, you know, finding appropriate people to train, you know, you don't just take a Joe blow off of the street, Scooby-Doo to teach, you know, commercial dive courses just doesn't, uh, doesn't work. So, and then we see, you know, what happens doesn't when people do that. No. But anyhow, like I said, uh, it's good to be back. Good to be back on air. It's been a couple of weeks. Uh, had to take a couple of weeks off here. I know, Johnny, you went on an awesome motorcycle ride. How was that? I did. I did. It was very fantastic. Uh, traveled up to Fulton. It's uh, in Santa Cruz area. Stayed in stayed in the Redwoods. Camped in the Redwoods for one night. We made great time up there. Um. It was awesome. I mean, on the way back, we took like uh, the very beautiful scenic route, the one, you know, past Big Sur, past um, Hearst Castle, stayed in Pismo, stayed the night in Pismo, drank a few, you know, partied a little, and then 101 to the to the one again, PCH, and then just took that all the way to the Santa Monica 10. Back to the 405, back home. Awesome. It was a nice little weekend. So what uh, what bike do you ride for our listeners? We have a lot of uh, listeners that are also uh, motorcicleta enthusiasts, motocicletas. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm poor, right? So a nice Honda Shadow is what suits me. My dream one day is to be a real boy. I have a Harley, but, um, you know, I had a kid, I got married, uh, that all went to shit. And so now I'm just waiting. And, and the more I wait, the more expensive Harleys get, mm-hmm. but the Honda shadow is very reliable. I will say that it's only seven fifty, but it's perfect. I mean, we were hitting 80, 90 miles an hour on some spots and even for that little 750, it was um, very comfortable. It was a very comfortable ride. So, I mean, one day, one day you'll hear my bagger story or <laughs> um, a Dyna, a used Dyna story. But until then, you're just getting Honda Shadow stories. Which are Shadow's just a clean bike, fantastic. though, man. It looks nice. It's a, it is it's, pretty clean. It's a really nice looking bike. It is. I might yeah. chop it and up, then, you know. It might be chopped ooh. here soon. Yeah. So I don't but know. no, it's, uh, it's it was good. pretty cool it's that good. you guys got it's to do show. that. I, w- I was left on the sidelines. 
Um, not for the reason because obviously you, know, you don't have a I'm bike. lame and don't have a bike. Actually, that was the main reason, no, but lame. the secondary lame. reason was, was because the, you know that was the main reason. <laughs> right, that was the main reason. But no, man, I had to uh, miss the scuba no show as well. That was the same weekend. We had plans to get to the scuba show, right? But uh, but my wife had to go up and get cancer, which sucks. Okay. So. You know. <laughs> okay, Freddie. Okay, <laughs> thanks yeah. a lot, Kristen. <laughs> so that was kind of kind of messed up. That was the, our first how is she, uh, first how instance is she doing? with it. She's doing fine. Uh, it was melanoma, uh, so they took out a big chunk in her calf. So she's got like a giant divot in there with a huge gnarly scar, and uh, also had the lymph node taken out. That way they can do the biopsy and make sure the, you know, there's no cancer there. And if there is, then, you know, they're obviously going to do some more treatments. So, um, but as of right now, you know, they got the, got the piece out that was all cancer infested and, uh, hopefully they got it all. So that's all we can hope for, you know, is hope they got, got it all. And then now to top things off. Yeah. Good. The entire family got COVID. If you can believe that. So we're dealing with cancer and COVID. I can believe that. The two C's, same time. And then my mom came out to help, and she ends up getting COVID from us now she's for the got third COVID. time. <laughs> the third time she's had COVID three times, and she's fully vaccinated and boosted. You know, I thought this was supposed to stop us from getting it. Enter, enter the conspiracy theorists that are listening to the show. <clears throat> it's just Drink supposed to. And you're not going to get COVID. Just. Just drink yeah, beer. drink alcohol and you'll be fine. Second time around, it wasn't too bad for me. I was, you know, just feeling drained, run down. You know, I think one day, you know, it was kind of had that weird lung feeling that was reminiscent of COVID. And then the next day I took the test oh, and it was the, positive. So it wasn't, it's not, it's not been get, too bad. Uh, what do you, how, how many hours, how many hours do you get? How much did the port give you? How much do we get? Oh, so, uh, because if the, the the uh, government's still getting us uh, forty hours, what? we're still getting forty hours. Oh shit! Of, uh, COVID I bet, you, pay. I bet you a lot of people are going to come down with COVID here now that they brought that back. Yeah, they reinstituted that. that. Awesome. Uh, it's recently. It's well, retro to January first, and it ends in September. So I assume we're going to be having a COVID spike in uh, August. So anybody that wants it, come and get mm-hmm. it. Uh, I'm living in Riverside right now, <laughs> so it's a bit of a trek. <laughs> Twenty bucks. Who wants it? Uh, Come a, and get a, it. A, a hit. Twenty bucks a hit. Twenty bucks a cough. <laughs> yeah, sneeze on you for wow. uh, for ten. Frencher twenty. That's funny. But yeah, no. So I mean, hopefully everything's you know fine with uh with Kristen. It's definitely one what of about those uh, a, things that uh that we're kind of dealing with. So we're you know that's done. Yeah, for that's now. a scary. That's a scary situation. Yep. Well, that's scary. I hope everything goes smoothly and uh, she recovers. RentalToolsOnline.com 
RTO. They've got you covered with rental tools that can handle the most demanding marine construction jobs and available to ship anywhere in the globe. But don't let the name fool you. They also have new tools and equipment for sale at some of the best prices around with amazing customer service. RTO has a Trustpilot score of 4.9 out of 5 with almost 200 reviews. They're real customers, non-paid, real thoughts. Divex Marine was impressed by the great inventory. Bill Eubanks at Harbor Diving Service praised the customer support and fast shipping. And John Shaw at Advanced Marine Services says, for a small contractor who needs to rent, RTO is the perfect solution. Quick and painless. Rental Tools Online carries all the major brands like Stanley, Nemo, JW Fishers, and even Pressure Junkies, to name a few. RTO has their own house brand that meets or exceeds industry standards. It's called Joint Zone. Not the place you used to smoke doobies by the bleachers, but an affordable hydraulic tool and lift bag alternative. Their Joint Zone lift bags are manufactured with a higher puncture resistance and load capacity than many other lift bags on the market. With advanced designs and materials, including optional cold weather coating, you don't have to worry about the next salvage job. So for the most convenient way to rent or purchase tools, go to rentaltoolsonline.com. That's rentaltoolsonline.com. Back to the show. So yeah, so like I said, uh, all your all your prayers and thoughts, you know, are welcome. And uh, yeah, just kind of kind of sucked, you know. So that's one of the reasons why we've been off air for a little bit, and mm-hmm. uh, because we didn't uh, we didn't make it to that scuba show that happened in Long Beach, which was a uh, you know we shouldn't be at a scuba show anyways, though, right, Johnny? No, that's not entirely true. I mean, they are the brethren of the underworld of the underwater world, anyway. But um, I like scuba shows. Everyone's so friendly. I think that's the thing. I think that's the draw for scuba for me. Everyone. Obviously, 100% knows what they're talking about. That's a joke. (laughs) Um, But they're always really nice. Unlike us commercial divers who are always trying to see who's, you know, whose member is bigger. And so, I mean, that's just who I come in contact with. Sometimes everyone's like, oh, you were for them. Oh, yeah, that sucks. Scuba divers are pretty happy all the time. I think it's because the they don't have real jobs. They just scuba dive. Like yeah, that's I, I their mean, job. It'd be nice. Do it as a hobby, you know, spend your thousands of bucks on your recreational gear that you only use, you know. Yeah, I follow a few so of them. Yeah, but see, some and of it, the some of the Port Town Diver follows multiple scuba divers and they are out at least eighty five to ninety percent of the time. But they're always like, I don't know where they get the money. Their OnlyFans must be popping because <laughs> they are just, oh, I'm in the Maldives or, ooh, I'm over here. Like, I'm just like, are you kidding? How do you do that? Yeah, I mean, how much did it cost to go to thing? Catalina? We didn't even dive. That was like, I think it right, that was threw so down five bills at least. It was it's like almost 300 alcohol, to get out there. But still... Just five bills on alcohol, Jesus. No, it was only like two hundred. It was pretty expensive. Yeah, but uh, oh, whatever. I, it was expensive. 
just for one that day. Place is expensive. Yeah, that was a one cool day. trip. Though. I didn't even get to stay the yeah. night. It was no, no. The rooms were like three hundred bucks a night, right? For some nineteen fifty rundown, moldy five star hotel or quote unquote five star hotel. Yeah, give me a break. You're crazy. I'd rather sleep with the night. buffalo. But no, mm-hmm. it's it's, it's uh, a. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I said, kind of, kind of, kind of bummed out. We missed that. It would have been cool because there was some commercial diving vendors that were there too. You know, a lot of uh, vendors there that we know and that were there in our backyard. Uh, but hey, you know, next year we'll hit it next year, and uh, I, hopefully before then we'll people, be. At, yeah, I knew some. Hopefully people before then we'll be at underwater. Pretty fun. It was all right. So, oh yeah, the trade show. Well, hopefully where's it at again? Up. Uh, there, it's it's still rumors. It's not official, but the rumors are that it's going to be back uh, back next uh, February ish in New Orleans. So uh, we'll be back out in, there. Okay. Well, yeah. Then yeah, I will be there, Nolans. If that's yeah. the case, and I'm hoping we have a booth. Yeah, it would Nolan, be nice to MC the event. That'd be great. So we'll definitely make a make a thing of it. Hopefully, we can get out there for a week. That'd be awesome. And then, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, scuba divers are cool. You know, the, the, uh, oh, oh, I'm going to face a lot of backlash. I just said they were cool. Um, it's cool to see their pictures. I'm not going to lie. You know, it's cool to see all the, all the pictures of the beautiful little fishies that they take of, you know, it's great. Um, but to tell you the truth, all that's kind of where the industry started, you know, with the abalone divers and, and the sponge divers and all that, you know. The, the recreational people were the ones that were uh, decided to make it a living and get started, you know. So just just don't forget your roots. Don't give them too much of a hard time. Unless they're trying to steal your job, then give them a hard time. So hats off to them. But anyhow, uh, just real quick, we're going we're gonna to cut to our conversation with Phil Newsom of the Association of Dive Contractors International. And uh, we had some questions about the CDA uh, incident, incidents, you know, the multiple deaths that happened. And uh, listen in as we uh, talk with Phil. All right. Hey, Phil, how's it going? It's going good. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're, we're doing good, man. Thanks. Thanks for asking. Good. How are you? You bet. No, life, life is good. It's been a uh, been pretty hectic because we're trying to wrap up our audit initiative and we are definitely in the 11th hour and all hands are on deck and trying to knock out these uh, remaining remaining audits so it's it's been an interesting interesting time yeah so we wanted to have you on to ask you a couple questions about the whole uh about the cda uh deaths that have been happening um there's been a lot of stuff in the news. I know we've been reporting on a lot of the stuff that has been going on that had been going on. Um, I, we were also the first ones that that uh, that told you about the uh, second death that was out there at uh, Flamingo Lake with uh, Victor Pierce, and we relayed that information to the uh, news stations, and they were able to kind of bring that to light as well. After finding that out, what what has been done kind of uh, since then in regards to CDA? So CDA, um, an associate member school in the association, is currently under membership review uh, for 
really both fatalities because we can't rule out uh, operational or equipment deficiencies. Um, we, we can't rule that out. And there may be some other mitigating factors that come out in the investigation um, with respect to, you know, whether it's to, uh, toxicology reports or whatever else. Uh, I want to see the investigative report. The board wants to see the investigative report for both of these fatalities. Um, and then, of course, we're going to perform an audit for cause. And, uh, you know, so the findings from the audit for cause combined with the findings from the investigation are going to determine the future status of, of CDA. But it's not an overnight process. Uh, you know, some things we don't have control over, and that's the investigative findings. And it's, it's, not, it's, it's not that seamless of a process when you start involving, you know, different agencies to perform that investigation. They have their own timelines, um, and understandably so. So that's that's where we're at right now. And uh, the audit for cause has been mandated to be uh, scheduled in late May or I'm sorry, in uh, early June. And, you know, that's that's the current status of it okay. right now. But CDA is currently uh, suspended from accreditation, right? Like they can't give out ADCI cards or anything. So they they can they're suspended, and one of the things that we talked about is looking at where the respective classes are in the training process. Because if you're looking at like the guys that are graduating this month, and the guys that are going to grad and the students that are going to graduate in June. They've gone through this program and, and done everything and haven't done anything to compromise their ability to go through dive school. So, you know, you, when you want to talk about collateral damage uh, outside of obvious the obvious loss of the, dive, the students themselves, it's the students that are currently in the program. Okay. And 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 so. We have to make a decision, and that decision won't be made now because we're still in the membership review process. That decision will definitely be made when we start looking at things like maybe termination of membership. Obviously, if a school is no longer um, you know, recognized and endorsed by the ADCI, you're, we're not going, they're not going to be able to apply for our certification for their graduates. But we're not at that place right now. Um, that's, you know, we, we've got to let the process kind of play out. And then when we know what it is that we need to know to make a fair decision, you know, for the school as well as obviously for the families and, and, and for the friends and the divers and, and for industry, it's got to be a fair decision and it has to be process driven. And anything short of that, I think really uh, cuts into the credibility of the membership review process and the association as a whole. So the students currently enrolled, they're able to finish and get their ADCI cards. Um, the the new students, right, right now we have no intention of not honoring 
uh, you know, the graduates for May and June. Um, beyond okay. that, I think we'll we'll have to wait and see what the what the results are. Um, but I will say this: if if, if you, you'll indulge me, I've had parents contact the school. Um, I've had students contact. Uh, Parents contact the office. I've had students contact the office. I've had prospective parents and prospective students contact the office. And, you know, we've done everything that we can to be fair to the school, but also to be fair to the parents. I mean, quite obviously, if a parent of a student says, you know what, my son or daughter is there. I don't want him there anymore. I'm not comfortable with it. What are my options? then I'm going to share with them what their options are. When this happened, the other dive schools within the country, you know, because there are no secrets, secrets this resonates throughout industry. And so they anticipate the possibility of students maybe leaving the program, um, but wanting to see if they can finish up at somewhere else like CDT and Hudson or DIT or one of the other schools that are out there and assess kind of where they're at in terms of training and then finish their training at one of these other schools. So I do know that there are conversations taking place to accommodate folks that, you know, are just aren't comfortable continuing there for, and they, they have their reasons for it. Okay, so new students that are enrolled that are enrolling in May and June, they're still so far okay. They are, and I've been if, with any calls that come in. I've been very frank with them that we don't, we can't anticipate what the board's decision is going to be because we don't have any investigative findings to render a decision on the future status of the school. So, if somebody's looking to go to CDA now. I can't give them the assurance that the association will be able to give them a certification, you know, three, four months down the road or two months down the road or what, you know, whatever this thing, the process uh, is complete. I, I can't write that check for them. So, and I let them know that. I, I mean, that's the least I can do is to say, to be as straight with them as possible. Um, you know, sometimes I have to be a little bit more vague than I want to, but, uh, you know, I, if it were my son or daughter, I'd want somebody to kind of give me as much as they possibly could to help me make an educated decision. Um, because I know how I feel about my son and my daughter and these parents, they, they don't feel any differently about their, their kids that are attending these, you know, these programs. Yeah, but we also don't want to put our kids into coffins either. So um, I know IMCA, they pulled their <clears throat> they pulled their uh, credentials. Uh, DCBC, they pulled theirs, but it was more of a, you know, permanent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's it, one of the things that and I don't, you know, look, if the deep water facility isn't open and there's no way that they can certify their graduates to the requirements to get, um, you know, a DCBC certification, which then will not allow them to get a certification that's yeah. recognized by, by IMCA. You know, that's, I, I don't want to say that's their out, but that's, 
that that did factor into their their decision. Um, so, yeah, we're we're kind of the lone the lone wolf, so to speak, in terms of certifying bodies still at CDA. But ours is based upon a little bit different process. Ours isn't depth driven for yeah. an international standard. So. You know, and, and uh, that's one of the big questions that uh, everyone's kind of asking is, you know, why can't the school be shut down? Why is it still operating? Why can't we shut them down while the investigation is uh, is ongoing? Um, does ADCI have the power to shut down a dive school? No, unfor- uh, you know, I don't want to say unfortunately. I, that's probably not not the proper term to use. But we, the reality is, is that we don't. You know, may possibly a municipal or state or federal agency uh, does have that type of, um, you know, authority to be able to do that. We we can't. I think our big carrot is to really be able to terminate membership, which means you you would no longer have the ability to offer our certification. And you know that that's definitely a penalty in itself mm-hmm. when you start looking at a school because this is what the students look to come out with. So um, that's really our only locus of control, short of just saying, "All right, well we're done, we're going to leave." But we can't close that school down, nor can we close, uh, you know, a contractor that has a fatality. We're in no position to be able to say, "Hey." You guys gotta stop work, shut it down. Right. Kind of just wanted to make that clear. You know, I knew that, and I know that. Uh, not a whole lot of listeners, you know, they might not know that. So, again, uh, yeah, and I, I, yeah. I think just understanding that while we do have uh, some, I, I, you know, the ability to offer our certification. That does mean a lot to any schoolhouse here in in the U.S. The, the ADCI certification, but you know, in in the end, if they wanted to keep the doors open, and and we didn't want them to, they could still do it. We just don't have it. I mean, we're a trade association that puts forth guidelines and issues. Issue, you know, issue certifications, as well as you know, we'll, we'll interface on behalf of industry with regulators um, and, and different industry groups, but we don't have shutdown authority. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you know, unfortunately, uh, the only people that can shut them down are the are the feds. You know, or the state can you know step in there, but there's really nothing that ADCI can do to shut them down, as far as uh, as far as we know. Same thing with IMCA or DCBC. They can't come in there and shut down a school. Um, yeah. As far as IMCA and DCBC, it's that that's kind of the first thing I thought of. It's like they can't give those certs out anyways. You know, they don't got the depth. So. You know. That's so, you know, and so understandably so since that that facility's down, it it's that that kind of takes them, you know, their interest in the school it, is removed now. Um, but I would, you know, I'd I'd also say too that you know you're looking at DCBC as well as IMCA recognition and the VA. Um, so you've had a number of entities which have you know, kind of cut ties with the school. 
Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it sounds VA like they're, they're, big they're death throws, you know, the yeah. the VA, you know, pull, pulling that, that's uh, that's huge for a school, you know? It's, it, it's really huge, um, especially in today's market, and uh, to not be able to access, you know, VA loans for, for prospective students, that's that's big that that's really mm-hmm. big right now for for you know for any school here in the u.s whether it's you know uh, one of the smaller schools or a smaller program or one of the larger ones such as dit or uh, cda or cdt um you know they that that money's crucial towards getting those vets to come in and and access the the program so yeah, no, it's just a it's just a really shocking you know incident. the The biggest thing that shocked me the most was not reporting the uh, death of a veteran, you know, and uh, to say that oh they weren't sure if they had to report it because it wasn't on campus, that's completely ridiculous. That kind of fired me well, up and it fired up the whole base. Yeah, I mean, all the divers are just steaming over that, you know. Yeah, so that is. That is an issue, and that's something that uh, we've had some some definite discussions about because our requirements as an association are stated pretty clearly in the consensus standards with no qualifiers in terms of, well, it needs to be surface-applied air or it needs to be on school grounds. None of that matters at all. If it's a school-sanctioned training dive overseen by instructors at the school, it doesn't matter what the lo- where the location is or what the mode of diving is. And so that I, I don't think that that really carries a lot of weight with, 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 with anyone. The requirement is the requirement, and that's just the way it is. So... Anyway, it's it's out now, and and we know it, and so we're dealing with two versus one, as as uh, sad as that is. But that's what we're dealing with, and we're going to follow the process. And so, whatever decision is made, it, it's one it's one that was made that was process driven. It was fair, and no one can turn around and say, "Hey, you know, these guys were pretty subjective. They didn't do that with this." with the school, but yet somehow or another, when it came to the fatality with this company, they followed that process from A to Z. And so if you don't follow the process from A to Z with everyone, you'll get called out and, and very quickly. And, uh, that's, you know, first off, it's not so much being called out on not following the process. It's just how wrong it is to not follow the process process is there for a reason, and that's to ensure fairness and to allow anyone that's in the situation that the school's in or contractors or whatever else to be able to have, you know, their fair opportunity to, you know, to, to, to go through something that's, again, process driven, that's based upon uh, some findings from a third party, an agency someone in authority to be able to render that investigative report. And then obviously what we find with our uh, audit for cause. 
All right. So, I mean, as far as the uh, instructors that are there, um, does ADCI have a have a, a say in who's allowed to be a dive instructor, or is that solely up to the school? Well, I'm going to go, you know, when we did our first audit in 2019 or 2018, 2018 of, of the school, uh, the instructors that were there were certified in, in – and, and qualified to be there. They had, they all had DCBC certification. They didn't, I don't think too many of them had ADCI certifications, but I, you know, I, I don't want to be held to that because I need to go back and look at that audit report, but there wasn't an issue in terms of them not having any type of diving certification or experience. So, so whatever they put on that audit report, if it's not true, then it's, it was fraud on their part. Well, and again, I'm going by the audit findings from 2018. Yeah. So where where we're at in 2022, um, you know, we're we're talking about a good healthy four years from uh, or four years plus actually from when we conducted that audit. You know, I I, I can't sign a check stating that. Oh well, everybody that's there has the requisite uh, certifications, or because I don't know that, but I'll have an opportunity to see firsthand once I do the audit for cause, and I'll be the one that's performing that. All right, all right. Well, that's great. Um, thanks, uh, thanks for coming on, kind of answering some of these questions. Um, I know we might have some uh, questions in the future, and uh, you've been very open and very, uh, very uh, helpful with a lot of these answers. So. Thank you so well, much. Well, if we can get, you bet, if we can get the right information out there, whether it's what folks want to hear or not, you know, I mm -hmm. know if I'm a family member or I'm a friend, um, I'm going to hear, this is all going to be a bunch of white noise to me, a bunch of bureaucratic, I, I, I get it, I get it. But unfortunately, in the position that we're in, same with like the courts or law enforcement or whatever else, they're bound to by a process and when they don't you, you know you're going to get called you're going to lose your credibility and then people are going to question the validity of the process from that point forward um and we we don't need that we don't want that from as an industry all right well we're we're pretty confident that uh this is all going to get investigated and if uh, there's cause to you know pull completely and permanently uh, ADCI's accreditation and that'll be done you know so well I'll keep you posted I'll keep you guys posted on uh, any developments and yeah anytime uh, you want me to jump back on to answer any questions I'm more than happy to do it alright perfect alright Phil thanks a lot for coming on alright guys take care have a wonderful weekend alright bye bye You know, our, our show's a platform for everybody and we're not going to, you know, we're not going to say, no, you can't come on the show or anything like that. But uh, I think it was important to have him on to hear, you know, what he had to say. So it was uh, really good to have him on. Thank you, Phil, again for coming on. And uh, mm -hmm. sorry for sneezing mm -hmm. on you guys. You guys now have COVID. Everyone has COVID. Your phones all have COVID. So everybody listening now has COVID as well. It yeah, we Ugh. we want to talk to everybody. So, 
I mean, if you ever want to talk to us, just shoot the shit, have some beers. We're here. We're available. We like it. I enjoy myself. Yeah. I mean, that's what this show's about. So we're also using a a new recording platform. Uh, We're trying out Riverside FM. So do we get any money for saying uh, Riverside FM yet, Freddie? There has to be an official commercial, huh? This would be a perfect time to pop in a Riverside FM commercial. Riverside FM for all your podcast and video needs. That's Riverside FM. Okay. (laughs) So, yeah, so that's that. That's that right there. No virtual background, but that's okay. This is Riverside FM. We are working on it, though. I'm I'm trying to get them to fix that. Yeah, I'm so glad this is an audio only. I'm in my daughter's room right now, and she did not make her bed. It's disheveled. Disheveled Nothing mess. Nothing but disheveledness. Disheveled mess. Takes after old man. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Talk to us. Talk to us. Feel free to talk to us. Hit our Instagram. Hit the Facebook. You can contact us anyway. Freddie, uh, what's your whole thing? Freddie X? Freddie XXX? Freddie Something like that. You know. <laughs> uh, like FedEx, got, but with the R. Oh, yeah. Fred X. Hit the likes. Follow, leave review, go to PTD. You can contact us through Port Town Divers. You can contact us through Bottom Dollars Dive Shack. You can contact us if you have my personal one. Hit me up and just start talking. We'll, we'll talk to you. Yep, and we are going to be restarting the giveaways. So make sure you listen. And follow because we will be doing giveaways Mm. very, very shortly. And there's some good ones, you know, that we still have to give away. So stay posted, stay tuned. And uh, we will see you guys next time on the Bottom Dwellers Dive Shack. Peace. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode of the Bottom Dwellers Dive Shack. Make sure you like and follow on our social media pages on Instagram and Facebook. Please share this podcast with your friends or anyone interested in commercial diving. The only way that uh, we can make this successful is if we do get a lot of people that are listening. We get more listeners, we get more sponsors, and that means more free stuff for you guys. That's right. We are hooking up all of our diver brothers and sisters in the trade. And uh, if you keep sharing and liking, we're able to do that a lot more. Our Instagram is at bottomdwellersds. Our Facebook is Bottom Dwellers Dive Shack. And you can always like and follow me at LB Diver on both. The Bottom Dwellers Dive Shack is available on all podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Anchor. We also have it streaming on our website at thebottomdwellers.com. So keep listening. Keep it safe. Keep it salty. This is LB Diver, out. Yeah, he's in the oldest motorcycle club. Oh, COVID. Yeah, that's God all COVID damn it. My mustache. I can feel it from here. Yeah, I could. I got it. <laughs> I got amazing. it. It's all in your mustache. You should keep this. Yeah, keep this. Hot. This is definitely. Oh God. Oh, I just sneezed. Jesus Christ. He's sweating. Oh, just...